$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Should the Jaguars continue to be in on the NFL trade market as the trade deadline approaches? We're going to talk about it here today. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GinJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for being here. So we all know the Jaguars traded off James Robinson earlier this week, starting running back for the last several years in Jacksonville. He's been replaced by Travis Etienne in the starting lineup, the younger, more explosive back. They got a conditional sixth that looks like it's likely to turn into a fifth round pick in 2023. Uh, All James Robinson has to do is get 260 more rushing yards for that pick to turn in to a fifth. So you can complain about it. You can be upset about it all you want. Uh, If you want to see my full thoughts on the James Robinson trade, we've got a video up specifically about that topic. I did not agree with the trade, but the trade deadline is next week, November 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Should the Jaguars continue to be in on this trade market? Should they continue to be buyers or sellers? We're going to talk about it. First, I'd like to remind you to follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit that notification bell as well so you don't miss a show on here. You can also check GenJag.com to get some gear or become a channel member here on YouTube. Really appreciate y'all's support, Duval. So we're just going to look at some situations. Should the Jaguars be in on any of these situations trade-wise? First, we're going to look at some of the Jaguars' current players, right? The Jaguars are 2-5 and um, five at this point. They're really struggling to, to win football games, obviously, having lost four straight by all of, all of which they lost by a score or less. So we're going to look at some of the Jaguars' potential sell candidates, and then we're also going to look around the league at some... Um, potential buy candidate should the Jaguars be interested in buying any players at the deadline I would say similar to what the Jaguars did with the Jets even though I don't necessarily agree with that trade the Jaguars should be if they are selling they should be looking 
to sell to teams that are desperate because they're in a playoff race and they lost a key player, similar to the Jets, or because, or or if they're buying, they should be buying from a team that's trying to start a rebuild because they're so disappointed in their current season. So we're going to take a look at selling and then take a look at buying. I think the first most obvious player to talk about selling because people have been talking about it is Josh Allen. And I would absolutely be out on, on trading Josh Allen right now. Uh, He is in the fourth year of his five year rookie contract. The Jaguars did pick up that fifth year option. So he's under contract through 2023. People are saying, well, this guy's not getting sacks. He's not producing at a high enough level. Jaguars should move on from him and, and try to find another edge rusher somewhere else. I don't see it that way. The way I look at the Jaguars' current pass rush situation, to me, it looks like Josh Allen is the only one getting any consistent pressure. He's ninth in the NFL in pressures right now, and everyone else is kind of just playing really inconsistent football when it comes to the pass rush. Trayvon Walker's coming along a little bit. He's getting some pressures here and there every game, uh, but he's also getting some extra attention chips and and uh, you know running backs tight ends trying to slow him down uh, Josh Allen is creating consistent pressure for the most part but where's the rest of these guys that were supposed to be be creating pressure for the Jaguars Arden Key Dewan Smoot Roy Robertson Harris they're not really getting the job done in the pressure department in my opinion they've been very meh in that regard. So I would not move on from Josh Allen. I think he's playing at a really high level. I think if you get one or two more pieces in here, and and obviously you just want Trayvon Walker to continue to develop, continue to do what he's doing. But if you have Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, and one more pass rusher, I think you're in a really good situation. You ditch Josh Allen right now. You've got no pass rush the rest of the season. And you've got probably no pass rush in 2020, uh, 2023 either. Like you're going to go out and find someone, uh, that will be the same cost as Josh Allen next year. I don't think so. The fifth year option, it ain't cheap, but it's not top of the market type money. So we're going to see how that plays out here with Josh Allen. Um, I don't think the Jaguars should move on from him. I think he's a really good leader. I think he's a really good player. I think not only is he is he a talented pass rusher who I think in a better situation would absolutely be racking up the sacks right now, but I think he's a great run defender and, like I said, a great leader. And I think you you pair him and Trayvon Walker together, get them to – they've been working together like they've been attached at the hip. You continue them – continue to have them work together the way they are with outside linebacker coach Bill Shuey. I think they're going to be just fine. So I would be out on moving Josh Allen. And some people say, well, if you don't plan on signing him this next offseason, you should just get rid of him. I don't think that's the case either because you have time to figure this out. You don't have to sign him before the 2023 season starts or you're going to lose him. That's not the situation here. You've got time with Josh Allen. He does not become a free agent until following the 2023 season. So early in 2024 is when Josh Allen will be a free agent, not next year. So I would not be in on trading Josh Allen. Even if I wasn't sure that I was going to to try to extend him and and create a long deal, which I would. I I think Josh Allen has proven his worth in this league. And I think he's, he's proven that he deserves to be paid by the Jaguars. But even if I didn't think that, 
I, I wouldn't just be in this mode of, okay, let's ship him off so we can get some value right now. No, you've got him under contract through the rest of 2022 and all of 2023. You do not have to make a decision on that right now. Jawan Taylor, starting right tackle for your Jacksonville Jaguars. He is in the final year of his rookie deal. He was a second-round pick. Same year as Josh Allen. So this is a different situation. Because with Jawan Taylor's contract, this being his final year of his contract, as soon as the 2022 season is over, he's a free agent. He's going to be... Um, you know, eligible to talk to other teams. Of course, the Jaguars could be working with him to get a deal done. But for me, the way I look at Jawan Taylor, if you do not plan on extending him, if you do not plan on bringing him back for 2023 and beyond, I do think you should trade him right now. And I'm not saying you should be out on bringing him back. I'm just saying you will not, if you don't get value out of him right now, by trading him, and you have no plans of picking him back up after the year, then you're just losing draft capital. For what? For what, 10 games? The rest of 2022? So, yeah, if you're not planning on bringing him back, I absolutely would trade Jawan Taylor. What could you get for him? I'm guessing you could get a fourth or a fifth. I think he's playing really well. I think everyone knows that, um, but I think it's still pretty clear that when you have a player playing their best ball in a contract year, that's a bit of a red flag, and that he certainly is doing that. He's never played at this level in his career to this point. Could you say it's better coaching? Yeah, you absolutely could, and I think it is, um, but I think part of it is the fact that it's a contract year, so I don't think you would get a... I don't think you would get a day two pick for Jawan Taylor. I think it would be a day three pick. Um, and that's okay. You know, uh, I personally would trade Jawan Taylor because I would not want to fork out the cash that it's going to, to take to sign him following this season. Uh, I think he's going to be in the 15 to $18 million range, I think is going to be his asking price. Um, you look at what Cam Robinson got last year. He got $18 million. Um, Jawan Taylor's playing at a really high level right now. Uh, is there a team out there that really needs help along that offensive line that might be willing to give up a fourth or a fifth round pick for this guy to try to carry them throughout the rest of the season? If, if there was a team out there willing to do that, I, I would be in on it um, from a Jaguars perspective because – I don't think paying him what he's going to be need, what he's going to be asking for next offseason really makes a lot of sense. When you look at the fact that you're paying Cam Robinson, you're paying Brandon Sheriff, uh, you're tied up against the cap already as it is. I don't know how paying three offensive linemen top dollar really adds into that equation. Really makes sense. And then you have the fact that uh, I want to see what the Jaguars have in Walker Little. You drafted him in the second round of 2021. You put him in a competition with Jawan Taylor this offseason for the starting job. Jawan was able to hold him off, um, and it's obvious why. He's playing great football for the most part right now outside of that debacle against Hassan Reddick in Philly. Um, but I would want to see what I have in Walker Little before 2023. 
I would want to get him out there and and see can this guy be a long term fixture for me at tackle or do we need to fix this um, in the draft? I would want to know because I, I really just don't know how the Jaguars reasonably pay all three of Cam Robinson, Brandon Sheriff, and Jawan Taylor a premium price tag when there's so many holes. Uh, other holes on the roster, so many other areas of the roster that I think could could be more important to fix because you do already have Walker Little. And I want to see Walker Little. So that's just how I look at the Jawan Taylor situation. Again, if you're the Jaguars and you want to, to retain him, you want to bring him back for 2023, don't trade him, obviously. Um, but if you're not going to trade him, I mean, if you're not going to bring him back in 2023, you should trade him. And if you are going to bring him back in 2023, maybe you should look at moving on from Walker Little. I think it's great to have cheap offensive line depth, with which that Walker Little is that right now. But there's areas of this roster that need to be improved. Your cornerback situation outside of Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams is ugly right now. Your tight end position, you have nothing after 2022. Your wide receiver position, Marvin Jones is about to probably move on unless the Jaguars decide to bring him back. But he's 33 years old. How long do you want to rely on him? How long do you want to pay him? There's other areas of this roster that I think need more improvement than the tackle spot. Uh, So I, I would be out on paying him. But if the Jaguars do want to pay him, maybe you ship off Walker Little and get Maybe a day two pick for him. Um, If there's another team desperate out there, he's a young player. He'll still have two years left on his rookie deal following the 2022 season. So uh, I would would move on from one of them. I would. Uh, For me, it would be Jawan Taylor because Walker Little is going to be cheaper for me over the next couple years. And I think he might have some more upside than Jawan Taylor. But uh, that's kind of how I look at that situation. I know that's long-winded, but... I see both sides of the argument. I just, for me, I would roll with the cheaper option, the option that that I think has more upside. And look, if you ditch Jawan Taylor right now, you trade him, you get your fourth or your fifth round pick, whatever it is, and you start Walker Little the rest of the year and it doesn't go well, well, you have options going in to 2023. You can draft a player. You can try to continue to develop Walker Little. There's different options. You're not just stuck with Walker Little is what I'm trying to say. Um, and uh, I think you you could find a suitable replacement, even if you had to, on the free agent market, cheaper than what Jawan Taylor is going to cost you. Because Jawan Taylor, let's face it, he was a reclamation pro- project going into 2022. And it looks like they've done a really good job with that. Uh, so I think it's possible that with Phil Rauscher, with Doug Peterson's offensive scheme, if you needed to, you could bring in someone else cheaper than Jawan Taylor and get a, a serviceable player out of that out of that right tackle that you'd potentially bring in. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And that's if Walker Little isn't who you hope he is. And there's no reason to believe that Walker Little isn't who you hope he is. Because when you've seen him on the field, he's been pretty decent. All right, so who else could the Jaguars possibly sell right now? I think from a Jaguars perspective, would you like to be able to trade Shaquille Griffin or Rayshon Jenkins or Roy Robertson Harris and and uh, get some value out, out of that prior to ditching them? Because all three of those players, they signed prior to the 2021 season. All three of them, their contracts are not tenable moving forward. You're either going to have to restructure and greatly reduce their cap number, or you're going to have to release them. That's the bottom line with all three of those football players. Um, But nobody's trading for these players on their current contracts. They're just overpaid. And I don't think a single team out there would look at any of them and be like, yes, this is going to be the player that's going to help put me over the top this year, and I'm willing to pay for that. I just don't see it. Then you look at Foye Luke and who the Jaguars just signed, but um, the, you know the linebacker position in Jacksonville's gotten a bit redundant. Signing Foye Luke and do a massive free agent deal, then drafting Devin Lloyd in the first round, then drafting Chad Muma in the third round. Uh, you can't get all these guys on the field consistently together. I would like to be able to trade Foye so you could just roll with your young guns and and, and Devin and and Chad and let them carry you. Let them carry your defense and become leaders. They're letting them. They're letting Devin Lloyd do it, but Chad Moom is not getting on the field. So uh, nothing against Foy. I think he's a good football player. But when you look at the makeup of this team, they've got too much invested in in the linebacker spot. They've invested heavily in three different players at off-ball linebacker, and they can't play all three of them. It's not like uh, it's not like the defensive front where you can get these different players all lined up in different spots and 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 be creative with it. You're not going to play with three linebackers a ton in this league. You're just not three off-ball linebackers. That is. So I would be able, I would trade for you if I could, but again, nobody's taken on that contract. The Jaguars overpaid him in free agency this offseason, and I don't think anybody else was going to get close to paying that much for Foye Luokan. And I don't think anybody's going to give up any draft capital to go get him now. I just don't see it happening. Seen some folks talk about Dan Arnold potentially being traded. I don't think anybody's trading for a backup tight end on the final year of the deal. He's a free agent after this season. I don't see that happening. The only reason I could see teams trading for Jawan Taylor on the final year of his rookie deal is because he plays a premium position. He's having a, a fantastic year overall. And teams can get desperate for a starting offensive tackle in this league. For a starting offensive lineman in this league. Nobody's desperate for a backup receiving tight end on the final year of his deal. Their value propositions are are greatly different when you're looking at it through the, through the lens of an NFL GM. That's just the way it is right now. So... Basically, when you're talking about selling, I think the only players that really make any sense um, from an opposing team standpoint from all of the 31 other teams in the NFL, I think the only players that really could draw some interest are Josh Allen and Jawan Taylor. I would not move on from Josh Allen. I would... 
personally, I would trade Jawan Taylor and try to see what we have in Walker Little and move from there at the right tackle position. But I can understand the other side of that argument as well. Looking at buyers or, or potential buys for the Jaguars, why would the Jaguars buy? They're a team that's floundering right now. They don't look like they're going to make the playoffs. Why would they buy? Well, for one, they're a young football team that has been close in every single loss. They have not lost by more than a, a score. Literally, they've been in every single game. Um, and they've had leads in most of those games in the fourth quarter. So could a certain piece here or there help get the Jaguars over the top? I think it could, but you also need this team and this coaching staff to stop making mistakes, critical mistakes, which no doubt about it, they have been making the last few weeks. Um, so does it make sense for them to be buyers? I think in the right situation. If you're, if you're talking about a team that's having a fire sale, um, if you're talking about a team that that has had a really disappointing season and they're just trying to get rid of get rid of their players and get rid of their assets and acquire future assets, aka draft picks, um, then yeah, it could work. Where do those teams and players exist? I think you have to start with uh, the team the Jaguars are are playing this weekend. Who could you potentially buy from the Broncos who, rumor is, reports are, if they lose to the Jaguars this weekend, they're going to try to get rid of some of their players. They're going to try to offload some of their best young players, including Bradley Chubb, who is a really good young pass rusher. He's had some injury issues throughout his NFL career so far, but he's about as good as they get when you talk about young, ascending, defensive end, edge rusher types. Um, if the Jaguars wanted to make a serious offer for Bradley Chubb, what would that look like? One thing that's interesting to think about with the Broncos is they are short on draft picks right now because they traded for Russell Wilson. So they are a team that is going in the wrong direction that if they lose this game and they're pretty much eliminated from the playoffs, you know, not they, they won't be statistically eliminated from the playoffs if they lose this game, but for all intents and purposes, they will in the division that they're in. Um, so would I trade for Bradley Chubb or even one of their wide receivers? I think it's interesting. I, I, would, I would probably put out a, a, an offer for Bradley Chubb, but it probably wouldn't be good enough for the Broncos. Um, I don't know that I would... I would not offer multiple first-round picks. I don't think I would offer any first-round picks for pretty much any players at this point if I was the Jaguars because they've got to find someone next year, in my opinion. In the they've got to have the leverage going into the offseason of having a first-round pick. I know a couple weeks ago I talked about I would trade a first-round pick for Brian Burns or DJ Moore. And look, I wouldn't be out on doing that, but if I'm talking about being as responsible as I possibly can for my organization, and I'm Trent Baalke, I'm the Jaguars GM, I probably wouldn't be giving up a first-round pick right now. But could I get Chubb for you know a haul of mid-picks? A third, a fourth, a fifth, multiple? I doubt it, but I would try. 
I would even throw in the second round pick for next year that the Jaguars have um, to try to land Bradley Chubb. Now, when you talk about Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler, any of these guys, um, I think KJ Hamler I would not trade for because I think his skill set is a bit redundant in this offense. Jerry Judy is interesting because I I just don't know that he has lived up to his first round draft selection hype. Um, I don't know that he's going to come in and change the Jaguars offense. I do think he would give them a guy who can separate and run routes um, on the outside. But I think I would be trying to hitch my wagon to a, to a brighter star when it comes to wide receiver. I think the Jaguars need a true alpha, not another role player. And I think Jerry Judy is the most talented receiver the Jaguars would have out of Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Jamal Agnew, etc. But I don't think I would go all in to try to land a Jerry Judy. Brian Burns, apparently the Panthers rejected offers of two first-round picks for him, so there's no way that's going to happen. Um, you know, Elijah Moore requested the trade from the Jets. Um, Bryce Hall was also apparently on the trade block. Elijah Moore, the wide receiver, Bryce Hall, the cornerback, and the Jets, the Jaguars and Jets just traded, and the Jaguars didn't get either in return, so I don't think either of those players are going to be available via trade. Um, but yeah, I would be looking at I would be looking at Bradley Chubb and seeing what I can do there. I think the most realistic possible trade though might actually come between the Jaguars and the team they lost to in week one. The Washington Commanders. Uh, Duran Payne, he's on the final year of his rookie deal. He's an interior defensive lineman for the commanders. And he, I think would make a ton of sense for the Jaguars to trade for. And now you have to know that if you trade for him, you got to have a contract ready. You can't trade for him and then lose him when the off season hits. Cause he is on the final year of his deal. You got to have a contract ready. You got to have that ironed out and agreed to, you know, upon agreeing to the trade really. And you want to get him in here. And it basically gives you a three-headed pass rushing monster with Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, and Deron Payne. And I think that is a pass rush group um, that could really do some damage, not only in 2022, but beyond. I think that's the type of move, Deron Payne, that would complement what you have really, really well. And what's it going to cost? Well... The report is that it's going to cost a day two pick. Is that a third? Is that a second? I would be doing everything I could to give up, um, to give up that third round pick, and maybe you now have multiple fourths, multiple sixths, probably multiple fifths with the James Robinson. I would give up a third, a fourth, and a fifth for him. Easily. Would the would the Commanders be willing to do that? I'm not sure. But I'd be offering that. And if I if it came down to it, would I offer the second round pick for Deron Payne? That would be tough for me. It would be. Because you really have an opportunity to get a really cheap player at a premium position that can really help you out in the second round. 
of the NFL draft. But getting Deron Payne in here right now, I think you would have a chance to flip your season around. You would have a chance to really make an impact over the the course of um, the final 10 games of the year and see what you can do with a real pass rush. Because like I said, ain't nobody helping out Josh Allen right now besides Trayvon Walker. And Trayvon Walker is getting a lot of extra attention. But RRH, Arden Key, Dewan Smoot, all these players, they're not doing enough on the interior as interior pass rushers um, to really help this pass rush out and get it where it needs to go. So, yeah, I think the the biggest buy I would have is Deron Payne for a day two pick or, or a late day two pick and multiple day three picks just because as an interior pass rusher, it's a big boy, right? He's not one of these little interior pass rushers that's undersized. He's 6'2 and 3'11. So he's got the bulk uh, to play on the interior on all three downs. And I think playing him next to Foley Fatu Kasi or, or Devon Hamilton and you know having those two in between Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen on the edges could really present a difficult time for offensive linemen and offensive coordinators to, to deal with. So I would be in on that. But that is going to do it. Really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, let me know what y'all think in the comments. Let me know what you think on Twitter. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. And uh, if you want to become a channel member, you can do that. Link in the description below. We've got some cool perks, including discounts on merchandise. Speaking of merchandise, go check out GenJag.com. Pick up some new Duval gear. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, Duval. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.